there, Angela Cote here, and here we go with another episode of the Franchise Growth Catalyst podcast. Now, I have to confess something, and it's something I think I've confessed before, and that is that I feel like I've broken my own rule that doing something is better than nothing. Fortunately, I caught myself, or at least my marketing gal did, when it comes to podcasting, because um, I had started this podcast back in, I think, uh, January of 2020 and had tried to commit to doing a regular, at least fairly semi-regular podcast to share insights to help anybody in my network or, or anybody that's interested in learning about franchise growth tips and, and tricks and things. And what I found, what I was finding happening is that I felt like if I didn't have like a, a clear kind of bigger topic, it wasn't worth doing and that people might not be so interested. So Um, it it hit me that one of the things that got me going um, in the past to even just create small videos was when I realized that um, you don't always have to create something big and and unique and different. And back when I first started working as a franchise, uh, what I called a consultant back then and now franchise growth catalyst, I felt like I needed initially to do a bunch of blogging. And what I found was that I never would do it. (laughs) And so I had to find something that I would actually do. And I was like sitting there and going, I'm going to blog about something right now. Just wasn't my thing writing. I like writing and I think I'm fairly good at it, but it's not something that I get excited to do. So um, I thought, you know, what would make this easier? Like I need, I need to figure out a way to make this actually happen. So I decided that I would do a smaller tip. So my newsletter went out and it was about, you know, one little tip. And that was so much easier for me to put out just one little tip versus like trying to write a whole, you know, the five things that are the 10 top 10, whatever. So I got away from worrying about doing this big blog, did the smaller little exponential growth tip. And then it hit me that, you know, I would way rather just say this than try to write it perfectly. So I stopped even trying to write it and turned it into my video version of my exponential growth tips. From there, I went from trying to do that in a kind of consistent way to just doing it whenever it made sense, whenever I had an idea in my head, whether whether I was in my car picking up my daughter at horseback riding or or my office. And and that worked really well. And so I don't know why when I started this podcast, I kind of got sucked back into that mentality that I had to make this podcast be something that revolved around like a, a really intense topic. And so Welcome to the first episode of, I don't even know what the name's going to be called, but I think it's going to be the exponential growth tip on the Franchise Growth Catalyst podcast. And today I want to help everybody understand something that I talk about a lot in both my client coaching sessions, uh, roundtables, anytime I'm asked for kind of advice on, on how to support franchisees, and that is the difference between support and coaching. And so I often hear people say, like, actually, one of the biggest frustrations I hear from franchisors, whether they are at five units or 300 or even more, is that, you know, our franchisees are not getting out and growing their businesses in the local community. And like, that is the whole reason we use the franchise model so that people could be in their local communities and growing their business, making connections with their local uh, fellow business owners and tenants in the plazas they're in and um, media connections or whatever they they can optimize in their own market. And 
So my question is always, well, what are you doing to try to encourage and support franchisees? And I often hear, again, at any stage, I hear franchisors say, well, we do, we do so much. We provide them with a, like a really dialed in, easy to use operations manual. We have uh, an intranet site where we have communication forums. We do monthly uh, roundtable Zoom calls. We give them their graphics for marketing. You know, they have our number. They can call us if they want. And I think those things are all wonderful and very important and probably necessary. But the missing piece here is the coaching. And there's a it's, coaching is a whole different thing than just support. So the definite, not the definition, but to explain, I guess, coaching is that this is like active participation and sort of partnering with a franchisee to help them grow their business and also have them thinking about how we can grow the company overall. Because when we grow the company overall, that's good for everybody because it puts more resources back into head office for, you know, supporting franchisees. It grows brand awareness which makes it easier for franchisees to get business. Um, and it also adds to the brand fund. Like there's so many good reasons. So we want to set up that mentality of let's, let's work together as a partnership and we'll support you in growing your business and, and we'll regularly help you and support you on a, on a scheduled basis. And also have you understand that we are a partnership and we also want to hear from you when you have ideas. And so that's, I guess, almost a kind of a separate conversation is like, what is your framework for collaboration and your framework for idea generation? And if you like the sound of that, you can go back and listen to the podcast where I had Dan Monahan join me and we talked quite a bit about that. Um, I think it was like second podcast I ever put out. So go find that. Um, and I think I'll dive deeper into that as well in one of these exponential growth tips. So uh, the topic of coaching though, um, what we mean by this is, is getting, first of all, getting buy-in from the franchisee that they want your help. And what does that help look like? And so typically it's something like a weekly meeting where you meet with the franchisee over Zoom and talk about what they've been doing. What are the actions they've been taking, or we can call those lead indicators. What are the actions they've been taking towards growing their business? Like what, what number of social media posts should they be doing organically? Or how many people should they be reaching out to other business owners? How many of those, you know, like what things are they actually doing? So in order to have a franchisee buy into this concept of coaching, you need them to understand the value of it and want it and, and have a part, like a say in it. You can't just go in there and say like, you need to, you know, you need to uh, call this many, cold call this many uh, prospective clients or connector sources per week, and then go back and say, did you call the, you know, 10, whatever, and expect them to have done it. People get, franchisors get so frustrated and I don't blame them one bit because they're like, well, why would you as a franchisee invest all this money into my business? Because you believe in what I'm doing and you believe that I know more than you because I've been doing this and figured a, a lot of things out. Why would you invest all that money and then not actually go and grow your business and follow the systems and things that we're telling you to do in your local market? Well, unfortunately, there's a, a, a kind of a subconscious thing that happens with franchisees where often they, I don't even, like I say, it's, I think it's sometimes subconscious where they think that because they're a part of a franchise, they don't need to work as hard because 
there's this brand that is going to salt save their you know save the day for them and that we all know that's just not true even in a franchise even in my family business when we had when i had my stores we were at store number 300 and you know even at, at 300 and 319 and 327 because i had three stores and even after like 10 years of having my stores well known in the market overall the brand was known as an iconic Canadian brand, we still had to go do things in our local community. So that's why we need to work with franchisees and coach them. Now, just like I said at the beginning of this podcast, and this is super relevant, I said, you know, when I was trying to tell myself that I should go, people were saying I should do a blog and I was trying to tell myself I should do a blog. If I was never going to do a blog, I I had to let go of that idea. I'm never going to do a blog. I'm going to, you know, but what I will do is a short tip. Now this is turning into a longer one, (laughs) but um, at the time I was like, I will at least do that. So we got to help our franchisees and coach them on a regular basis. So when we go in to see them or or get on a call with them, I I should say weekly, we get on that call and we need to be really watching out for the buy-in. So going in and just saying, oh, did you knock on the 10 doors or did you, you know, did you do the 10 um, phone calls? That's just not motivating. Um, They need to think about me and that whole story of going from the blog post to a a small tip. And then to what really made me do it was when it became a video, because I was really comfortable with that idea. Think of the franchisee and what what are they going to be comfortable with? If your business, even if your business model says that the best thing to do is go to networking events and say it weren't COVID and we could do that in person. And if the franchisee hates networking events, even if they do it, they're going to, they're not going to do a good job, right? They're, they're not going to, or they'll, they'll just not do it. So stop telling them to do something they're never going to do. Um, if you can to create, create buy-in, I have seen franchisees where if you give them some coaching on how to network, that's actually co- quite commonly the roadblock is they just don't know um, how to approach it when they get to the, the event. So if you can give, give them some tips on like, okay, so here's some opener lines. Here's how to handle that person that doesn't shut up and keeps talking to you and telling you about their business. Uh, here's how to go walk up to a group that's talking and uh, join into the group. Like here's some coaching on how to, how to network. Now that can work. I've actually seen that work. Even people that hate networking uh, when they get a little bit of instruction, it, it can help a lot. But really, I mean, if they're never going to do it, then find out what they are going to do. Brainstorm with them, get their buy-in, get them to think of what they would want to do and, and then hold them accountable. Say, hey, and, and before that, even coaching also requires you to get really clear on what is their bigger long-term vision. Find out where they want to be in 10 years. And that, that's okay if it's like, I want to retire or I want a lifestyle where I don't have to work in the store or at this business where it runs without me, or I want to have three units by then or 10 or 50, which would be awesome. Or I want to pass this down to my daughter and, and be in, you know, more of like a, an investor at that point and have her run the business. Find out what that is. Uh, and if it's about money, what are they saving up for? Like, what is the money going to be used for? So if they say, we're, I, I want to make a lot of money, you've got to keep digging deeper into the why. So why do you want that money? What are you going to do with that money? And then say you find out, oh, you, they want to save up for their grandkids' education. And that's their big, hairy, audacious goal, as we like to say, uh, care of Jim Collins. You know, then you know that. So when you're talking to them regularly, like on a weekly basis, you can be saying, hey, like, you know, every now and then you can remind them, like, 
remember what we're doing this for. Like you want to be able to uh, put Olivia, your granddaughter into uh, university in, in 10 years. And so like what, you know, where are we at on the, on the path to that and how are we doing with our goals and like drill it down from, you know, the 10 year down to like in three years where you need to be one year and then have them really clear. Like that's why we're doing these 10, 10, calls per week and, or whatever the thing that they're actually going to do is. Um, so that's coaching, you know, it's working with the franchisee, it's getting in there. And, you know, a lot of people say to me, do I really have to do that? And I say, no, you absolutely do not have to do that. And then I say, do you want your franchisees to be profitable and happy and ambassadors of the brand? And they say, yes. And I say, well, then you can just, you know, you, well, you can just support them and, and hope for the best and, and have those things available for them and sort of call them once in a while, or you can actively work with them and help them be the best they can be and help them achieve their goals and, and be like more like a business partner. You know, again, remember to including include the framework for getting ideas and input from them because the best ideas we all know come from the front line because those are the people that are in the trenches doing the work, talking to the customers, talking to the vendors uh, in their local market and, and so on. So um, that's the difference. Now, I also get a lot of resistance from people and I, I 100% understand this that there are going to be franchisees that are never going to get uh, involved with coaching. They're never going to accept the coaching, especially to try to go in when you've got, you know, legacy franchisees that haven't had it. Good luck. Oftentimes they're like, I'm good. You know, I'm happy running this business and I'm good the way we are. And in that case, uh, I know a number of franchisors who have a program, a tiered program where the franchisee can choose the, the active coaching or they can choose the hotline approach. And that's sort of the support uh, side of things. So, you know, you don't want to just go in and kind of ask them, hey, which one do you want? You got to make sure you try and help them understand the value and maybe test it out a little bit and say, we're not going to hold your feet to the fire on this coaching if you're not involved or interested, because if you're not interested and you're not engaged, it's not going to be valuable for anybody. So um, we are going to, you know, we're going to offer it and whatever, but if people are really going to decline, then they're going to decline. Um, the other side of coaching that we could incorporate in, and I think I'll save this for another podcast or another exponential growth to podcast, and that is peer coaching. And it's one of my favorite things because, and I even remember as a franchisee, I loved calling the, the highest performers in the system and saying, Hey, what are you working on these days? What kinds of things are you doing to grow your business? You know, what's your leadership strategy? I remember when we were trying to figure out how to improve retention. I remember calling franchisees that I'd find out from our corporate office, Hey, which franchisees have the best retention rates for, for, uh, for employees. And, and then I'd call them and find out what they're doing. Now, we at the time didn't have an active peer mentoring program, but that is something that is becoming more and more popular. And I, I love when I, I help people put that together and put that in place. Um, even, uh, uh, you know, you can do it in, in performance groups. And one of my clients, we have achievement teams where the, you know, the, the sort of more established, higher performing franchisee mentors, the less, uh, less established and, and, you know, maybe less engaged franchisees in little teams. And then they even have competitions. So, you know, teams, maybe they compete for who gets the most Google reviews amongst the team. So the person's not alone. And then they maybe have like competitions and prizes and things like that. So I hope I've enlightened you to the fact that there's so much more to franchisee support than just, they have our number. We have a good operations manual. We have good software, um, you know, and uh, we give them graphics and marketing, 
you know, I just, I, I think franchisors just get really, like I said, frustrated because they think, why aren't the franchisees just doing it? Well, the nature of the franchise space or the, the model is that typically a franchisee is looking to you for that help and support. And, you know, if you're, if they're coming to the system for that, then that's something you need to offer and they may not realize what they need. So it's up to you as a leader to help them again, understand why and, and the value of, of the coaching model. Um, and, and one thing I forgot to say that's more important than anything, anything, anything in coaching, which you miss out on if you're not doing it, is being able to check in on the mindset of, of the franchisee. And so if I get on a call, um, if, I, if, if I get on a call, even say with a client, I'm going to use a client as an analogy here, but it's the same thing if a franchise or, or franchise business coach is calling their franchisees. If I, if I get on a call and my client, my franchise or client is seeming a little off, I'm not going to start talking to them about accountability. I'm going to talk to them about how they're doing and what, you know, what's going on. And sometimes we uncover that their, their mind is not in the right spot. Well, it doesn't matter what we do on this call. If we get off this call and we didn't address that, you're just going to go back to that negative mindset and you're not going to take in anything I say or, or, you know, be able to be open to the support and help. So we always first and foremost need to look at, you know, what's the, just to keep an eye, it's like checking the vitals. It's like the vitals are really the mindset of the franchisee and then the, the metrics of their business. So never um, leave out the mindset piece and you might get annoyed and frustrated if they seem bummed out and down all the time, but you know, you've got to respect that. And, and once you can get them to understand that you're on their side and they open up to you like that, maybe they need 10 minutes to vent at the beginning of every call, but Hey, if that's going to help them be more profitable, and happier as a franchisee, a better ambassador for your brand, uh, just overall, maybe help you find franchisees or, or just be a better, um, make more revenue, more royalties for you. Wasn't, wouldn't that 10 minutes of letting them vent be worth it? So anyway, if you want more information about this, this is, as you can probably tell, one of my favorite uh, topic areas, something that uh, I deal with all the time. And, and these podcasts are all about answering questions that I get asked by whether it's clients or people in my network all the time and or the challenges I see people deal with, whether I hear them on my weekly franchise or roundtables or just in the conversations I'm having. So that is my goal is to always provide valuable insights. I hope that was a help. I would absolutely love to know if this brought some value and what your key takeaway is. And if you're seeing this on a social media platform, it would be incredible if you would put your key takeaway in the comments, um, just so I can know, you know, what you got from it. It's super exciting and fun for me to see that. And please feel free to request topics as well. Send me a DM or Angela at AngelaCote.com is my email address. So I will watch for that. And in the meantime, go be awesome.